If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Howard Cross with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513, and I will make sure I check Twitter today and go to hashtag Giants chat to see if you guys have any questions. You can submit them during the show, and Howard and I will get to them. We'll and, try. We'll and, try. And what I said during the open, for those of you listening to the podcast, you heard the open. You know, we Paul, Lance, and I, depending who's sitting in this seat, mm-hmm. or Russ, share we don't no one uses my earbuds but we share the same Thank mic God. box that, that control that that'd be, be nasty really right nasty. really nasty. nasty absolutely but <laughs> we could use the same microphone or headphone amp that controls our volume level these guys can they not hear like they, they have this they, stuff at this volume dude like i would be deaf within weeks they love their own voices well that we know <laughs> so do i but i don't like it loud in my head at least but holy Toledo, this thing is so loud all the time. That's funny. And you know, as someone, you know, in the so many people I know that are older in the radio business, I know have like really started losing their hearing. I've e- always been even Lance is older than you, I think, right? No, Lance is two years younger than me. Okay. Right. Um, he just sounds older. Well, he's he's a cranky old man, <laughs> and I'm cranky, but he is he is like he is like get off my lawn, like oh snake guy tendencies. Um, but. So many people in the radio business have lost their hearing having headphones on for so long. I've always been very careful about pumping it up so loud. But, man, I mean, I, I know Datino's deaf, but, geez, it's loud. Anyway. That's the only thing Datino has, huh? <laughs> he's deaf. That's his, that's his only flaw. That, Poor guy. It's, it's just the start of the he's list, a, He's a great dancer, though. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Um, with a couple things I saw on tape against the Eagles that I'll bring up. Then uh, we'll just start taking your calls and talk about the season, big picture, players, whatever you want to talk about, we can. A um, uh, cu- couple re- things quick. Re- really quickly. Yeah, what do you got? Prayers and wishes go out to Mike oh, Leach's family, man. Thank that, you. That Terrible is, news. That was horrible, man. God bless him. And I read an article, I guess someone that covered him down at um, Ole Miss, right? Is that where it was? That's where it was last. Mississippi last. State. Yep. Ole Miss, right? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Thank you. Um, and I guess he basically had been coaching, like going through like – kind of heart failure this year as it was. Like, he flew it around his heart and his lungs and stuff, and he was coaching through that. And I, it's it's crazy. Man, but it's really, crazy. one of the most unique personalities in all of football and really a guy that revolutionized college yeah. football and how yeah. he – with the air raid system. So Yeah, and it's, it's leaking into the NFL. So, yeah. It's, oh, it's he, not leaking. He, he, he's done it, man. They're great, great dude, great – uh. Great listening when you're talking to him. Uh, I heard a lot of people talk about the interviews with him, and, and I must have heard dozens and dozens of interviews with him. Like he just, just was a brilliant mind, and he just and he enjoyed being like a little bit off to, to oh, he make loved you it. think about it. So yeah, it, he would go on these tangents in his press conferences. Oh, yeah. They were fantastic. He actually, I didn't even realize he did this. Um, he wrote a book called Swing the Sword, which I guess was kind of his like okay. you know thing that he used, and he wrote it with Bruce Feldman, who's one of the best college football writers out there. He's fantastic. We That's have him awesome. on our. Shows and stuff. So actually, we just bought it off Amazon today. So I'm going to read yeah. that at some point. Maybe I'll read it on our Washington. Yeah, well, absolutely. So I figured that could be interesting, knowing yeah. how much Mike Leach has done. And yeah, condolences to him and his family and all his friends out there. Uh, big loss to the football world. Uh, innovative mind and just yeah. a really interesting guy. Oh, and, his whole team too, man. Holy yeah. smokes. And and by all respects, a, a really good guy as well. So yep. feel bad for him and his family. Uh, rest in peace and you know condolences to everyone out there. All right, on the Eagles game, quickly, on Howard, a few things I noticed, and I'll just throw them out to you. You can comment as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my takeaway on offense. The offensive line just could not protect well enough in this game. You had three or four plays where they got a receiver behind the Eagles' defensive backs, and mm-hmm. Daniel just did not have time to make the throw when it was there. Uh, Evan Neal had a really rough game against Hassan Reddick. Yep. The, sp- the little guy with speed gave him all sorts of problems. Yep. 
And the running game was okay. You know, you had three or four yards here or there, four or five yards here or there, but you they could never break that real big chunk play to really make a difference. And you had a couple negative plays in there that put him behind the sticks. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of what I saw on offense, watching, uh, rewatching it on the coach's state the last couple of days. You know, you're going to watch that. You're going to see, like, the guards getting getting handled inside a lot with, with against Cox. Uh, it, just, it was just a lot of everything. Uh, it, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't hold up against a group of guys like that. If you don't, they're going to eat you alive, and, and it just showed really quickly. Especially when you have to pass it. Yeah, like if when, once they lost, once they got down two touchdowns and go to the third touchdown, I'm like, okay, this could get ugly quick, and it was getting ugly really quick, and they yeah. there was nothing they could really do about it. I, I thought that the only shot they had, if, if they could really control the game running the ball, uh, and I thought they started that way, and they looked like they were about to, and then – Couple plays here and there, and the, the play with, with Julian Love, everybody keeps was beating on him so bad. I watched it like several times, and everybody, well, he has to. I'm like, he he can't hit the guy and separate the guy from the ball. That's just not allowed in football anymore. He was running full speed for all he was worth, and by the time he got there, he had his hands down trying to get in position to catch it if it was an overthrow. If he'd have ran and jumped and ran into him and just a casual hit knocked him out of bounds. It would have been the ball right there. It would have been you like, think the flag was coming out? Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, you think about who, who the play was to. I mean, they? you you can go low, though. You you can, you know, try to put a shoulder in the Dev- ribcage. Devontae Smith, they would have called it. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, they killed him. He killed him. All he right. killed him. I'm happy you transitioned, Howard. Mm-hmm. The Giants' defense, uh, I wish I could point to say, boy, you know, if they do this better or that better, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The Eagles pretty much did whatever they wanted in the game. Giants played zone defense. They threw those quick short passes underneath. Giants went to man. They tried those chunk plays down the field. They got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. And frankly, Howard, I don't want to you know be a Debbie Downer here. It could have been worse. The Eagles had like three drops in the first half, too. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts was throwing dimes. He was unbelievable. Yep. And then the Giants couldn't stop the run either. You know, Miles Sanders got on the edge a couple times. They didn't play the read option very well. Hurts kept it a couple times. They mm-hmm. ran not just the read option. They ran quarterback power a couple times where mm-hmm. they pulled the guys around. Uh, Miles Sanders had a really nice block on Ojolari in the hole on one play to free mm-hmm. him for a big. Mm-hmm. I think that was on the touchdown play. I can't yeah. remember, right? Yep. Yep. So I really don't have – much to say, well, if the Giants defense just did this a little better. Yeah, like, you know, no, it was look, the I, Eagles offense, it's one of the best in football for a reason. They had answers for everything. Yeah, well, you don't have Jackson and and, and, and McKinney and all those guys back in the secondary. That, yep. that kills you, number one. Number two, up front, not having, you know, Williams in there. Lenny wasn't in there, and that, that changed the dynamic. So now they can double yep. team Dexter Lawrence on every play, which they did. <laughs> and it just, it just looks different. I mean, and when you say they're getting the edge, you're getting the edge when you start to like bring your your defensive end start to creep closer and closer, trying to help out the interior plays, and and they're like, okay, if we don't if we don't you know get close angles, he'll run up the middle on us when he when he you know scrambles. If we you know if we stay outside, so they they had to get closer, and the closer they got, all they had to do then was just hook them. Now, Howard, you probably watched more Jalen Hurts football than mm-hmm. probably anyone here at the very least. Mm-hmm. And just the progress he's made, you know, he was a good college football quarterback. But I thought <laughs> sometimes, okay, I tell you, he was a great college football quarterback. Yeah, okay? he, was. he was fantastic. But I thought there were some things when he got to the NFL level, sometimes, you know, he wouldn't see things quite quick enough or he would sometimes maybe bail and look to run a little bit too quick. But boy, over the first couple of years in the NFL, he has fixed those problems. And he is accurate, he's seeing everything, he's making pretty good quick decisions. He's getting the ball where it needs to go. Mm. Combine that with his intangibles and his toughness and his running mm. ability and his arm talent. I mean, he is a. I mean, he. It's, how is he not a top five quarterback in the league right now? Well, that's just because the people who are you know commenting on him just don't get it. They they just they really don't they don't they don't appreciate it because again, if you don't watch college football, if you didn't really pay attention to him, you wouldn't understand. He played through three or four offensive coordinators while he was at Alabama. What did they say? This is the first time he's had the same system <laughs> same for two straight years since high school, I since think, Since his right? dad coached him. So, like, you know, and he was able to adapt. I think he lost one game in college. I think he lost one game to Deshaun Watson in, in, the, in the championship game. Then after that, they went on a, t- a tear the following year. I don't think he lost. He lost one or two at Oklahoma. Well, I said one game. One, when I come to college, excuse me, I'm thinking about Bama. He probably lost There are more. other collegiate programs besides Alabama Howard. I just want to let I, you know. Okay, if you say so. Well, but. actually, you're right. There were two. There's Notre Dame and Alabama, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> but but the reality of it is is that 
you know, he was able to adapt and change and adapt and change with every coach that they brought in. Uh, the last coach wanted more of a down-the-field kind of friendlier passing kind of a guy that, hey, look, Jalen's issue was in college that, hey, if he didn't see it, he could run. Right, and that's what he did. Yeah, and he it was and one he, read he, and go. Yeah, no, he had a couple of reads, but if he didn't see it, it automatically, if someone was getting loose, he knew who was going to be loose, and he would just run the ball. And so he gets to the NFL – you know, they're like, oh, well, I don't know if this kind of guy makes it or whatever. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you guys, you get him in a system, he's going to look really good. Oh, and you're some, right. Yes. Someone came in and said, hey, I need you to work on X, Y, and Z. We're going to be here for the next few years. You could be our guy. Not you're going to be our guy. You could be our guy. Jalen doesn't look at it as a challenge or anything. He goes, well, I am your guy, so I'll do whatever you need me to do, I'll do. And he goes out and does it. And you know he's a hard worker, so yeah. he's going to put he's all the work serious, in. He's very serious, very serious, very very mature. Yeah, if you listen man. to him talk, there, I mean, the intangibles and that sort of stuff was never a doubt with him. He sounds like a coach. Yeah, he said. He, he sounds like a coach. And as a 21-year-old, he sounds like an adult. A very serious coach at that. Yeah, <laughs> a no-fun no no coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his teammates all love him and lead yeah, her all there, that stuff. Yeah, there was a clip of him on the sideline that probably speaks to it where – they're really routing the Giants, and they're having fun, and they're dancing on the sideline, and they're doing whatever. Jalen is sitting there quietly looking at the at the pad going, hmm. And then looking back out at the field, everybody's like jumping up and down. They they show everybody, and they go back to him. He's still there flipping the pad, yeah. trying to figure mm -hmm. out what the next series is. So that, huh? that's the kind of person he is, yeah. He's special, no question about it. All right, Howard, I'm going to play Choose Your Own Adventure with you right now. Oh, Lord. I can either ask you a Daniel Jones question, and we can get into that discourse, or we can go to the calls. What do you want to do? Go ahead and ask me a Daniel Jones question. I had a bunch of them this weekend. All right. Once again, I made the mistake of clicking on the Daniel Jones trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> and, yeah, Pearson, shake your head. You're right. I'm an idiot. I'm aware. Oh, Thank hilarious. you. Um, and, boy, there are two very Unique. disparate and different and unique factions amongst giant fans mm -hmm. right now and one faction is that daniel jones is never going to be the guy mm. charlie's the captain of that faction we haven't heard from charlie in a while this is not an invitation for you to call <laughs> sorry pearson, pearson my bad pearson started crying no i know we did um i, I said his name it's, it's just, just like go ahead. Or candy just go man. Ahead. Go ahead. uh and then there's another faction that's like none of this is his fault he's the guy sign him we're all good and I get where both sides are coming from. I just wish people could see some nuance in this. Because has Daniel been perfect this year? No. Has Daniel been put in a really tough situation to succeed? Yes. Since day one? Yeah. Huh? Oh, okay. All right. Just making sure. No, no. Since he got here. Okay. <laughs> well, listen. For all the fans that are Daniel Jones haters or and Daniel Jones lovers, if you, if you place Daniel on – the Jets, with that uh, staff, with that group of receivers, with that running game. How good is Garrett Wilson, by the way? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like what, what do you think Daniel Jones becomes with, with, in that offense? Are they playoff contenders? Definitely. I'd probably say yeah. I'd, would they be very dynamic? I'd probably say yeah. They'd be talking about him in a sense of, Holy smokes, like this kid is really good. Like they right bet, right time. Well, how about this? What if you slid him into the San Francisco 49ers right now? Again, they they're a winning team. They're crushing it. You know, you got a guy that can add to your add to your offense with his legs as well as be accurate and and you have a decent not a decent but a really good offensive line. And Debo Samuels and amongst other and Great tight end, great fullback, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like it's at, you're out there, and, right. and the argument always is when, when you hear things like that, when you look at things like that, it's like, hey, look, you could put anybody out there and do it. Yeah, no, but no, I mean, look, there are levels to this, right? Yeah, but I mean, you put him in a situation where he could, you know, where he's not getting hit on the backside of his arm every play, as you saw it happen to Tyrod Taylor in the game, and just it just looks different. And so, is he the answer? If you have a really, if you think you can really, you know, build a draft this year with a, a receiver, an offensive lineman, and God knows whatever else you want to get, but if definitely an interior offensive lineman and a receiver. Yep. All of a sudden, he starts to look like a different player. Correct. That's the thing. That's where I'm at, Howard. I still think there are things to learn because mm -hmm. I want to. I want to see what he looks like in a really good situation. How good is he in a really good situation? We don't know the answer to that now. This isn't Howard and I saying. Yeah, this, this, this is a real fan thing for me. 
I would what? love for the Giants to be in a really good situation. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's the fan in me. I agree. <laughs> okay, but go ahead with your point. <laughs> you know, I'm not – Howard and I aren't saying you go and you offer them, you know, the $45 million a year contract now. That's not what we're saying. But also to say – That's not that what they're going to do. Just, well, I, of course they're not. But that, that, that's what the anti-Jones faction says. And I'm just saying we have more to learn. And I think to just – Throw him out with the bathwater. Here's the problem. As the expression goes, and just assume you're going to immediately find somebody better to replace him, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. I think that's a little naive too. So here's the problem. That's what that, I'm that saying. whole throw him out with the bathwater thing really doesn't exist because there are going to be teams that are going to want to pick him up. Mm-hmm. That, oh, I know. That, that, that's you know teams like oh okay Daniel Jones is available. Hey kid, we have a good offensive line. Why don't you come over here and try it out with us? And then all of a sudden. You're gonna be looking at him and going like, "Holy smokes, this guy can play!" Like, and there are there are several teams that got decent offensive lines, good running game, and a supportive defense that he could play for, that are gonna be in the market for a quarterback. And if they, a team right down the road, no offense, the the, the Washington football team. Wow, well, you took the words right out of my mouth, Howard. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if they're sitting around next year and they're late, late in the draft, they're like, "Okay, I don't want to spend any money on one of these, or take a risk on one of these quarterbacks past the first two or three quarterbacks." What are they going to do? They're going to be looking for free agency. Who's who's going to be the free agent quarterback that could you know make a difference for us? Daniel Jones. That's you know that's they, 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 they have pretty good weapons down there too. By the way, uh huh. Indianapolis Colts. They'll be looking for a quarterback. I'm like, well, yeah. there are not teams that are not looking uh, for New Orleans Saints. <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Holy smokes! If he was down there, you know, they, they Carolina could, Panthers. Carolina Panthers be looking for him. Not the best situation for him. If I'm looking, I'm not looking at Carolina. I'm just not. They're they're they have a lot of good things, but their offensive line still needs a little help. That's fair. Yeah. No, I, I was just throwing out teams yeah, that but, would but be team, looking but for. Yeah, a but definitely, yes. but definitely, you know, um, possibly the Atlanta Falcons, even though oh, they drafted that, a kid. That's a good one. Yeah, so it's, by the way, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So Cordero like, Patterson. You know, uh, here's one for you that no one's talking about: Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about Kenny Pickett. I tell you right now, if they can bring somebody in that can make a big difference immediately, they'll do it. They're not sold on Pickett. So there are teams that are, okay, we need him. Like, and, and those are teams that are, okay, we, we're going to really press the run game. We're going to try to get a few receivers in here. That's what he'd be looking at in other places. And there are more teams out there that we're not even naming that are going to have high draft picks. So I, I don't know. No, nope. I'm with you. So – as normal. Houston Texans. The truth lies mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. Though they're mm-hmm. going to have a chance to draft your Bama guy if they yeah, want him. They, yeah, they probably will draft him. That's why. I, I mean, I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. You listen to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. You can also comment at hashtag Giants Chat. And fans, don't forget, go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. Every week we have a rapid reaction after each game. This week it was Detino and Sean O'Hara. We have a Friday show with a player interview. Last week we talked to Nick Gates about his comeback from his injury, and we previewed the 
uh, Eagles game as well with an interview with Brian Dable. We do a opponent preview, and then we have an interview with a national analyst working on a couple things this week, maybe Chris Sims. And then we also have Papa's Perspective Podcast on former Giants. Last week we did a great podcast, 20, uh, 35 minutes, pardon me, Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin talking about Tom Coughlin's new book, A Giant what? Victory. A giant win, I'm sorry. A mm-hmm. giant win. Yep. And we sat down for 35 minutes. They just talked about the 2007 season. It was really cool. Yeah. One of the favorite things I've done here since I've worked here for the last, like, 15 years. It nice. was great. When am I getting a podcast? I only want one a week. Okay, so we got to think of titles. Maybe, <laughs> how about Star Crossed? Mm-mm-mm. Something like that. At the crossroads. <laughs> you, know, you come up with a lot of good, like, Crossing you know, the line. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Deep or cross. don't cross the line, something like that. Deep cross, get deep, talk about it, what's happening? I, I don't know if we want to put that on our platforms. <laughs> I don't think you want to go too, too, I don't think you want to go too deep with Howard Cross. Yeah, I got, I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts. In fact, honestly, all jokes aside, if I want, if I want, if I produced a podcast for Howard and he said, Schmuck, do a podcast with me, I would want to do the podcast and do no football on it. <laughs> I would want the random oh, Howard takes wow. on all the stuff that we talk about at dinner on Saturday nights That's on the road brutal. or at the bar. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you would get thrown off our air how, how quickly? Oh, my goodness. It, I, I wouldn't make it. <laughs> it would be one episode pilot. It would, and, make, and would, it, would not would be it, picked up. The, the legal is writing me up right now as we speak. <laughs> I mean, if you get that in like Sirius XM, though, where there are no mm-hmm. censors, that's what you need. Howard needs the Sirius XM sponsorship. Yeah, I can do any. I'm telling you, I can do it. Look, we could do a podcast, talk about sports. We should be. I should be a part of your college football podcast. That's what I want to be a part of. We can have you on the that's college football I podcast. I want to talk about the players. We can like get a group of players we like. All right, we can figure that out. All right, see, now, now it's producing. Pierce, put that on the list. We're going to workshop that after the season, all right? There's a new huddle up now, by the way. <laughs> oh, there is, oh, yes, the oh, Popish Perspective one. Thank oh, you, Matthias oh, Kiwidoka. Or oh, where are we going to eat on the road? <laughs> <laughs> this Sat- week on the road? Saturday dinner with Howard Cross. <laughs> all right, and you have great stories, by the way. But again, mm. stories usually not fit for air, but great stories. Oh, my goodness. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Phil in North Carolina. He's going to lead us off today. Hey, Phil. Kakalaki. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, I want to go into a deep dive on the injuries, but before Ooh. I do that, uh, I just want to just want to say about uh, Daniel. I think there's still uh, uh, room to uh, grow, and I think uh, that's where you have to keep in mind what not where he is, but how much more he can grow. And I've seen improvement, so I want to keep him. Um, anyway, as far as the injury front, I'd like to discuss. What we think is the issue here, because we've had 10 years of crazy amount of injuries, and to me it's got to it, all the variables are like randomness, uh, player, uh, you know, stretching, uh, conditioning, uh, you know, tendency for players to get hurt, the field, or other kind of things that we're doing. Because 10 years is a, is a long, long trend. So mm-hmm. there has to be something there. Well, I watched the game last night, and I think it was on grass, and I saw players dropping like flies. All Non-contact the injury for like, Kyle Murray. Like just so I, I don't know. And I, and, I, and, I, and I tell people this all the time. Like, athletes were different in, in, uh, yesteryear, and I say that at, you know, in all jokes. But we played multiple sports. We, we activated a lot different. Uh, joints and and muscles constantly and the ideal that you're going to do one thing solely and you should focus on it you should go get it and I'm talking about not just football baseball basketball soccer whatever you're playing if you're using the same joints specifically if it's your shoulder if it's your knee and you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again it's gonna give like you only have so many reps in your body so I, I think that's probably Number one, and in, in now Kyle Murray at least was a two two uh, two sport athlete. He was a big baseball player, obviously. Well, he was, but you know that that you know, he, the, the turf is what we've been talking about mostly about those those injuries. But as far as all the other injuries go, the the other big thing is, and again, not a doctor, not this is not whatever. I believe that you have to practice. I believe you have to have contact. I believe you have to have real contact. I believe in the theory behind. If you want to have a fight and a good fight, spar the kind of boxer you're about to fight. Learn his moves, learn his everything, put your headgear on, and by the end of your sparring session, have nothing on because now you're slipping and you're able to return punches. 
in football, they have eliminated practice almost altogether. And I mean by practice, I mean like padded practices where they only have like, I think, seven a year. So you're asking guys to go from theoretical, we're moving fast, to contact in moving without them ever having contact. So when you do things like that, your body, regardless of how great a shape you're in, you're going to have injuries. You're going to have neck injuries. You're going to have shoulder injuries. You're going to have hip injuries. You're going to have knee injuries and ankle injuries because you're just not used to pressure and contact. Like the slightest bump could knock you off your path if you're running at full speed and some of these guys run over 20 miles an hour. But if you're running 20 miles an hour at each other and you don't slow down, something's got to give. And I'll say this too. The Giants have not been inundated with soft tissue injuries this year. Mm-mm. It hasn't been hamstrings. Though Ojolari had had a couple of calves, but guys, go through it. Xavier McKinney, broken hand. Uh, Dory Jackson, MCL, yeah. a player, put his helmet on his knee, right? Yep. Kayvon Thibodeau, preseason game, knee. helmet on the knee, yep. MCL injury. Lennon Williams, neck injury. That's a contact injury. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, shoulder injury, neck injury. That's a contact injury. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a deal where they're pulling a bunch of muscles and they have all these soft tissue things. And yeah. So it's not that. Wendell, you talk about – Wendell got thrown to the ground. Yeah, ACL, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This, this, these are structural things. These are not, you know – strength and conditioning things for, for for lack of a better term. And in terms of the ten years, they've had at this point, Howard, between those all the different coaching staffs, what, three or four different strength and conditioning coaches mm-hmm. over the last ten years. Yeah. So that's changed. Um you look at the history, injuries on grass versus turf, there isn't really much of a difference when you look at the statistics. Now, I learned a couple weeks ago with some of the reports that came out mm-hmm. that there are different kinds of artificial surface even with yeah, like the rubber they're, tiles they're, so like they're 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 like four different yeah types. you have like the spider lattice and that's the type the Meadowlands has or the MetLife Stadium has and you know maybe those have more injuries than other ones if that's the case then get rid of that turf when they change in the offseason get a new one John Mara said he's going to work with the players and try to figure out whatever the best surface is that's what they're <laughs> going to do so you know to me I wish I had a good answer for you, Phil. If I did, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I'd be getting paid a lot of money by the Giants front office. I'd be paid a lot of money by the NFL. Yes, that's correct. If, if you knew how to stop the injuries. Yeah. So, uh, Phil, I, I wish I had an answer for you. You say you want to get to the bottom of it. Well, so do the Giants, and so does every other NFL team, and I don't think you can. And again, it, it, and Phil, for me, it's it's mostly – most of this start happening, and if you noticed, like uh, I think uh, – I forget the name – Jeff Saturday and all those guys, Drew Brees, were the were the player reps at the time. And the one thing they said, they did not need to be around and they did not need to have full padded practices. Yeah, because they're all 12- and 13-year veterans. <laughs> exactly. And as, <laughs> and as they were saying that, I had been out of the league for a year or so. As they were saying that, I was saying, that is the kiss of death. You're going to see a lot of injuries now because you're not going to be able to protect yourself the way you want to. You'll see a – tackle dropping trying to protect himself against a on rushing defensive end who's sprinting at full speed and not prepared for that tackle to hit him he's thinking that this guy's not really going to hit me and when he hits him and stabs him everything in his body aches at that moment and it takes some time to get over that and if you throw the balance off your knee bends the wrong yeah. way your ankle bends the wrong way and then you have a lower body injury and then they've taken away the kickoff uh you, you really don't have kickoffs the way they used to be kickoffs like we would have contact all the way down the field. Sometimes they would hit the wedge, but most of the time there would be contact all the way down the field. Were you ever in the wedge? Yeah. I was yeah, I was, I, the, I was the wingman on the wedge. So I was not in the middle. I was the wingman. So I had to run across the field to get a block. I did you do like five-man wedges? What do you usually do? We had four-man wedges. Uh, the, the wing guy would either be – he'd either lock on the edge to you know set the wall going one way, or you'd be going across to kick a guy out, which I hated. I used to like the – because if a guy's running down and he sees you, he's like – Okay, he starts jittering trying to get around you. No one ran down and ducked their head to hit you because if they ducked their head to hit you and you just shield them to the right direction, then you're, then you're gone. You're, you're off and running. So that, that kind of changed things. And, and I get it. And player safety is, is a huge concern. But going to 17 games, possibly 18 games in the next few years, it, it doesn't all add up. Like practice. Like, guys, use practice to protect your players. Anyway, Phil, yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, no, thanks, guys. But I, I guess, you know, we're way above the average. You know, I think what Howard is saying, I definitely agree with him, but that would be for the median, right? But we're way above the average in terms of total total uh, games lost. So, yeah, I mean, 
so you think it's just randomness then uh, that we're we've been hit ten years in a row? To me, that's too long of a period of time for it to be random. I think in the past the Giants were drafting guys, or they were drafting guys that had some small injuries. Also, that is true. And when you draft that a guy true. with a small injury, it just keeps reoccurring. Like one of the great receivers they had here, who would have been a phenomenal player, would have been a long time player if he was totally healthy, was Akeem Nix. But he had toe injuries. They drafted him knowing that his toes were hurt. Foot. He had bad feet. <laughs> he had bad knew. feet. He had like, bad like, feet. Like, you can't make money on this dude if he, in, in the long run. They drafted Ojolari, who is a phenomenal athlete. Got a bad knee. Uh, you brought up, uh, I hate to bring this up, Kenny Galde in. He, he comes off of a huge hip injury. Uh, but everybody's like, oh, he's, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm like, why isn't he running now, though? Like, you bring people in with injuries or people that are coming off injuries, and it's just – an injury is an injury. Like it doesn't yeah, get, that, it doesn't that get I better. Yeah. yeah. So, and I will yeah, say this yeah. too. I'm looking. I'm just. I'm. There's a. There's a Twitter account called Man Games Lost. They basically track yeah. number of games lost to injury, and they put the quality of players into this too. I don't know how they do that, but yeah. they do. And I'm looking at the Giants bubble. I think that's it hiding under Seattle over there, Howard. Yeah. I think see that's the G. That's where yeah. the G's. I think that's that. There are other teams, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Ravens, the Niners, the Bills, the Colts, the Panthers that have more of these quote-unquote, you know, man games lost due to injury based on whatever metric they use here. Now, does that not mean the last 10 years that have been a problem? Most, it has been. This is just based off this year. the graph I've ever seen. No, it is. It, it isn't great. <laughs> but look, Phil, appreciate the call. Thank um, you. I, I just, they've changed everything. And I know people want to blame Ronnie Barnes because he's been here forever. <laughs> Ronnie Barnes does not, his job is not to prevent injuries. His job is to treat injuries. Ronnie Barnes is by far the greatest trainer, maybe in, in professional and college sports Correct. history. He, he's the guy. He, he overly, you know, he's just, Bill Parcells' famous line to Ronnie was, don't catch them before they fall. <laughs> like, Run, don't catch them before they fall because Ronnie would be running to the field and Bill would be like, yo, where are you going? <laughs> so, like, he babies us, stays on top of us, making sure that everything's okay, making sure you understand what's going on with your body. Uh, I've witnessed him go through from everything from knees, ankles, feet, to God forbid, you know, when, when guys were diagnosed with cancer. You know, it's Ronnie Barnes who's, who's there who answers the call. Even with the, as I call the first families here, uh, the Maras and the Tishes, he's the first call. So like, and it's power for employees. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's he's the man, and every team wants one, and every team's training staff comes over and pays homage to him when they see him. Uh, he's he's not a joke. He's the man, and he, and he's progressive. He keeps learning as he goes. Uh huh. And if anything, I mean, as you all know, Howard, the the Giants training staff is considered more conservative than others around the league. Extremely. Like they will because you're they so will close hold to New York. People out like other teams will tell the guys to go in and play through it and go play. That doesn't happen here. It's not like hockey where they're like, yo, tell the trainer don't get close to him. <laughs> no, it's not that. Ron, Ron, <laughs> the, the, you know. The joke here, Howard, is that, you know, the Maras are very, like, the third most powerful building or the most powerful guy in the building not named Mara or Tish is named Barnes. Yes, yes, most definitely. No, I, I'm not even, like, being funny. Like, <laughs> no, it, no, I'm saying most definitely, most definitely. Any doctor that wants to be, who wants to become, a you know, a great uh, orthopedic doctor that's going to want, I want to work with this organization or whatever, they they fly through here to try to bump into Ronnie to see where they can go to get their next spot. And if Ronnie likes them, he recommends them. So pretty cool. And he's great at what he does. Yeah. All right, let's go to Roy in Charleston. He's up next. Roy, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? What up? Pretty good. How's the weather in Charleston? Good, good. Oh, the weather is beautiful. 58 degrees, sunny. It's it's heaven, I tell you. I'm on my I grew way. up in New York. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm originally from Manhattan, lived on the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. But I've been here since 85. Never looked back. Oh, I'm so jealous. Never looked back. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Howard, great football. God bless you. We, I loved watching you play, man. Thank, Thank you. you so much for all you did for our team. So I have, I've got a couple of things. Oh, and Schmelk. Yo. Unbelievable, unbelievable um, oh, huddle podcast with Eli and Tom Coughlin. Oh, it was awesome. Un- oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. That was great. Well, thanks to so, Eli and Coach for being willing to do it. So mm-hmm. excellent job by those guys. Really was. And – um you know, our team was what three and fifteen last week, last year. 
Yeah. Three and uh, four and thirteen last year, right, Pearson? They won Giants won four games last they year. Won right? four and thirteen. That was pretty good. Okay. I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're we're on track, hopefully, to double our wins this year, possibly mm-hmm. getting into some sort of maybe playoff. It depends. Thank goodness we we our destiny is in our own hands. How can you not say that this team has improved? And how can you not say? And I'm and, and I'm the naysayers. Charlie is included in this, Captain Charlie. <laughs> that that Daniel Jones it, it needs to be replaced. I mean, how many how many OCs has Daniel Jones been through since he has been here? A ton. Four. <laughs> yeah. I think it's four. Yeah. And so now he's in a system that he's flourishing in. He his his fumbling is 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 way down. He's making smarter moves. He, he's, he's more reactive. I remember, um, I think you said this, Howard, several weeks ago, when he's more decisive in the run. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was like, oh, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, should Now he knows that if I'm, I'm going to go, you know, and it's, it's almost becoming second nature to him. And, and, and you know, uh, um, and I think I heard Lance or uh, Paulie Dotch, they said, Early in the season, well, no, maybe three weeks ago, had the beginning of the season started, and somebody said, "If we were seven and um, Two, seven okay. and nine, or or eight and nine, mm-hmm. would you, would you go for that?" And everyone, everybody who called said, "I would love that." And so here we are. We're on the cusp of getting to maybe um, um, five hundred, and everyone's just. These naysayers, I don't, I don't look at this Twitter crap. So anyway, I'm, I'm very proud of our team. And one of the things that uh, uh, Bob, Bob Papa said on um, on Sunday in um, in the after game with uh, with with uh, Meadow, he he said, you know, um, this team is in a rebuilding, mm. and just like the and and we played we played a team this past Sunday. That has taken the last two years or three years to three rebuild, years, yeah. and look where they are, and where are they now? They are the, they are the best team, offensively, defensively, and and special teams. Hey, and Roy, you know what? In- I, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. It's not just the last three years that they've built this up, too. By the way, they've added guys in the last three years. How long has Lane Johnson been right. there? How long has Jason Kelsey been there? How long has Dallas Goddard been there? I mean, these are guys that have been there for you know four, five, six years already. Like mm-hmm. this stuff takes time. I mean, Fletcher yes, Cox does. and Brandon Graham's been there for a freaking decade. <laughs> right. And, and so and so, you know, we, we we need to look at this team and. And, and say, you know, we are way ahead of the game from last year. And, and you know, Dayball is doing an amazing job with what he had to work with. And, and I remember you said this. Uh, somebody said it earlier in the season. He looks at the player and he says, okay, we gotta we got to scheme around his ability. We've got to give this player the ability to succeed – not not him trying to fit, you know, not trying to make him fit in a square hole when he's around peg, yep. but work around him yep. and give him that chance to succeed and flourish. And, and that's what he is. I mean, that's what this coaching staff and including, you know, not just not just your OC and your, and, and your DC, but all the other coaches that are underneath. That you know the players' coaches, you know th- that have, yeah. have really that that have done an amazing job. So anyway, that's that's my um, that's my soapbox. So, so thank you, Roy. Thank you, Appreciate Roy. the call. Thank you. So what 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 Roy's saying is true, and but here here's the thing, and I and I get it. We live in the world of thirty second highlights. <laughs> if if the highlight is even that long, I was going to say, hate to say, it, Howard, I yeah, think we're down to around 12. 12, 12 second highlights. <laughs> and what I what I usually tell kids, and you can do the same thing with fans. What I usually tell kids is is that hey, look, that highlight came from hours and hours and hours and reps and reps and reps of work, and you're trying to get to the moment. So basically, they see things they want to be great at it instantly, like the rep they saw on TV, that one play on TV. And they don't realize all the reps and stuff it takes. Oh, I explain that to my daughter every day when we work on her letters and like words. And I'm like, class. She's like, I don't get this. I can't do it. I go, yep. 
Claire, it's the first time we're working on this. It's yeah. gonna take some time yeah, here. Yeah, it's like it's like building it's like like building a house. You, yeah. you start at the base, you work your way up. And what's fancy is like, okay, you've had success, you had a, you had those great that great start. Oh my God, we we're gonna be in the playoffs, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, dude, settle down. And how would take a breath? I like to think, and I, if you've and listened I love that. to us. While the Giants were going through that winning streak, no, we were telling everybody to be patient. I would have liked to think we prepared <laughs> fans for this possibility. And Giant fan, I got tweets. Schmelk, I don't understand. You're so down on this team. Why can't you just enjoy it? Why do you have to say ifs and buts and close games and <laughs> say this isn't real? And I'm like, guys, I'm not saying don't enjoy it. I'm not saying it's not real. But you have to look at how they're winning these games and what the roster looks like and understand why maybe this you know just because the team starts six and one doesn't mean they're going to be 12 and two you know what i mean you don't just double it that's not how this works and i i the reason i was we were doing what we were doing is that we were trying to prepare you that look a dip later on when you start playing better teams was possible here based on how the early season went and I like to think we prepared you for this possibility in some way, shape, or form. I, I like the fact that, like, I do the the post game. I do the coaches, coaches, uh, yeah, coaches club. Mm-hmm. You ought to hear what that's like. That's, <laughs> that is when they were winning. Oh my God, we're going to playoffs! I'm like, hey guys, that's really cool and everything, but calm down. We had, and they're like, why are you, why are you saying? I'm like, listen, listen, we got to go with. Hey, look, if we get eight, nine games. If we sneak into the playoffs, we've done a good job. We've We've overextended ourselves for fortune for this season. Uh, if we can play through and not get anybody else hurt, we're we're superly overextending ourselves. Hey, look, and I've been consistent, Howard. There's a the there's a Talking Giants podcast, and they had this um they had a bunch of guys on mm-hmm. preseason, and they made a graphic on Twitter with like the list of everyone's record with the predictions. Yeah. And they asked me before the year, John, you know what what's your prediction for number of games the Giants win this year? My answer was, I don't care. <laughs> this game, this season for me was never about win totals. Mm-hmm. It was about development. So for me, any, and I've said this since the preseason, anything they did this year from a win total perspective was gravy for me. I wanted to make sure Andrew Thomas was really good and McKinney was really good. Mm-hmm. Figure out to do with Daniel. Yeah. You know, get Wanda Robinson playing, let him be good. Develop the young players and find out what you have. And I think for the most part, that's been a success. I think I've liked what a lot of the young guys have done and how they've mm-hmm. improved. So... That's why I, I would look. I'd love to, be, you know, work a playoff game. We've worked. We haven't worked a playoff game since 2016. Howard, I want to yeah. talk to you on the sideline on the Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend, okay. talking about a playoff game and having that intense feeling of working a game. Yeah. That would be great. But was that the be all end all for me this year? No, it wasn't. Which is why I'm not kind of freaking out about all this stuff. Well, I told everybody that, that was watching. So just pay attention to the league. Don't don't just look at the Giants. You, you're seeing teams that are really up. Uh, and you're seeing teams that are really down that are, you, you know, historically up. So don't – this is, could be an anomaly at any moment. Oh, it's things, been a weird year. This is yeah, a weird a, year in the th- NFL. Things could flip back at any moment. Uh, everybody thought the Saints were going to crush that division. Everybody thought that Tampa and the Saints were going to be balling it out, and no. Dude, I predicted the Broncos were going to win the AFC West. How's wow. that looking? The, I would have never done that. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Chargers, everybody thought the Chargers were going to be mm-hmm. great. Everybody, it just, you know, it's, Seattle's done – uh, Look at the, the, the Rams the, record oh my, and the Bucks record and, and the Packers just, record. Just, just it was just only team that you could predict that was going to have a tough time was uh the Houston. Patriots, the, the Patriots, yes. the Patriots with with no coordinator. Outside of that, everything else is about is, is like. And by the way, the Patriots are in the green, playoffs that they started today. Bay too. Packers. Who thought that that Aaron Rodgers was like going to like flake out and cause his team to go in a spiral? What he did, and they're like, "Oh, he hurt his thumb against the Giants. That's why he's not playing well." I'm like, "Well, what about all the weeks before that?" <laughs> <laughs> if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home, where you can earn seven percent APY, a five hundred dollar matching bonus, and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March thirty first, twenty twenty. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. <laughs> like, bruh. No, like, it's, it's, it's been one of those years. It's, one, it's been one of those years. Let's go to Cliff in New York. He's up next. Hey, Cliff. Hey, guys. Thanks for everything. Um, listen, uh, when you guys get to work your next playoff game, I don't want it to be the only one for the next few years. I want you to. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. 100%. You, you know? 
And, and uh, I appreciate the, you know, yesterday on the show they made reference to trying to prepare us for the Eagles, you know, and I, and I want to thank the show for preparing me for the Eagles because mm-hmm. I felt prepared, you know. And and uh, we were very honest about how good the Eagles were last week, Cliff. If anybody listened, they should have known how good the Eagles were heading into that game. Well, and how lacking the Giants were everywhere else on the field. Because I said, to, I said, guys, like we have one starter in the secondary. If if you count him as a starter, you know we have one starter in the secondary. I'm like, as long as Leonard Williams can make it, and a couple other guys come back, and it looked like those guys were coming back. And then they didn't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And when I was on the phone with you last week and I asked about Leonard, you said, well, Cliff, it doesn't look that great for Leonard. And I said, oh, and and that that really was, uh, that really did not help. It's a big deal. Well, anyway, so. um, It's Cliff, it's funny. Cliff, really quick. One thing Howard loves to do when I'm talking to him on the sideline during the game, he uses Schmelk. Dexter Lawrence isn't in. Schmelk. (laughs) Leonard Williams isn't in on this drive. And. It's like freaking clockwork. <laughs> Where Listen. run for six, run for eight, run for seven, uh, you, and then here comes one of those two guys back on the field. Run for one, yeah. one run for two. Yeah, but it's like it's just <laughs> the, the world's different. I know you got to spell your guys, give them a break, and give them give them reps and stuff. But man, when you see the drop off when those two guys go out, it's amazing. I'm like, holy smokes! It really is like clockwork. Anyway, Cliff, go ahead. I'm sorry <laughs> for interrupting. Well, may, maybe if our sixth round draft choice was it, uh, Davidson didn't get hurt, maybe he would have been able to make a make a little bit of an impact by this time in the season, maybe help out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Well, uh, uh, um, our former linebacker was very high on him uh, uh, from Arizona, Arizona State. Our um, Antonio Pierce was, was very high on him, oh, so nice. he must have known something. Anyway, um, as far as Washington goes, when, when I was uh, watching the, the tie game, first of all, I felt damn good at the end, and I was surprised. That it really felt much better than a loss but it, it felt like more than just better than a loss you know I and and when when I was watching us not quite get enough done I was feeling that their defense deserved some credit <laughs> the Washington yeah, defense deserves some credit. oh my god they, they they really and and their quarterback stepped up now I wasn't surprised about that because we knew he had inspired them with his leadership I still think we have an edge against them at quarterback because I think our quarterback has demonstrated leadership and determination. And that's what I saw from their guy, unfortunately, against us when, when, when they took the lead. And um, so I'm, I'm not sure what to expect uh, this time. Uh, I don't know who we're going to have. I do know that I'm feeling great about the season. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe I shouldn't say great, but I'm feeling very good. You should, you should. Um, Oh, absolutely, man. And, and um, you know, somebody called in. There was a caller, I think it might have still been over the summer, when we were all talking about, yeah, it's a development year. And he was saying, yeah, but just don't give me a double-digit loss season again. I can't hang I can't hack it. Well, guess what? Yeah. He, he's got his wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There will not be double-digit losses right. no matter what. Thank you, Cliff. And, and, okay. Appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. So, I would like to win a game in the division before the season's over. Yeah, we, is, that too, is that too much to ask? That's going to be close. It's going to be close. <laughs> as far as the Washington game and the two quarterbacks, it's no doubt that Daniel's having a better year and is a, is a better quarterback than Heineke. Well, he's just more talented. That, that, that has nothing to do with it. Heineke has more weapons. No, no, I, no, no yeah. absolutely. So, so, like, you can see the difference. Where, oh, no, Howard, my point is that Daniel's the more talented oh, yeah, quarterback. Ta- he's talented. By, better by, arm, by, by, faster, better athlete. Long, long, Go through the list. Long shot, just like – it's like I, uh, back back when Brady went out and got hurt in in and was it New England and he had they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. I'm like I could play quarterback for that team. Like if you have enough weapons, you can throw the ball up and these guys go get it. So that's part of it. And I, and I don't want to discredit Heineke that much. No, he's done a nice job, but, but he's doing a good job. But mm-hmm. if one one or two more weapons. This this team's going to look a lot different. Hey, look, we shot Carl mm-hmm. Banks' strategy segment yesterday, mm-hmm. and the one point Carl kept making, we, we you know we kind of go through the plays together before we shoot the segment, mm-hmm. and he's just like, John, you know, Heineke throw the throws the ball, and it feels like it's up there for like eight seconds. Oh, he throws a water ball now. Like it is <laughs> up there, and not a water balloon, a water ball. If you can't anticipate some of those throws, and again, it'd be great to have Xavier McKinney and. Dory Jackson's back because there are two guys that can do those sorts of things. 
you're going to have opportunities to make some plays on the ball. You've yeah. got to turn Heineke over a couple times in this game. You have to. There's going to be chances for that, but here's the problem with that, so just so fans understand. You can't play press. You can't play up on him because if, if, if one of the guys that are not used to being in that position, get the guy gets behind him, he's, they're gone, mm -hmm. which is the same with everybody. But you can't give them open windows behind the defense. So you kind of have to keep them in front of you and try to you know come up to make the play. Play top down, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you don't, you're, you're conceding a, a beatdown, and you don't want to concede a beatdown. You want to have a chance to win again every game. That's how they play most of the teams they play against. They play in, keep them in front of you, keep them in front of you. It's just when you get a Devontae Smith that runs that fast that can get behind you, and and some other teams that have guys that can get behind you that you might have a problem. But most of the time, you can keep them in front of you. 201-939-4513. Marty and Manahawkin is up next. Marty, what's up? Manahawkin. Hey, John. How you doing? Hey, Howard. How are you? Very what's good. Up? Very good. Good. Uh, I think Daniel has made some strides this year. I mean, you can't. You really can't fault him too much. I mean, you know, the the line. Uh, you know, they they've held up, but then they've had their moments where you know they haven't they haven't given him enough time. And uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, if he was in that position, you either had a either got an interception or you had a fumble from him. So, you know, he's he's been pretty good with protecting the ball this year. He's been throwing the ball over in the middle to the um you know, to the, the receiver uh like like it's on a rope. Mm -hmm. And uh his his touch has been nice on on the balls thrown down the field. So, I can't really see what everybody's complaining about. I mean, give the guy some receivers and then let's see what he can do. That's right. True. The question is, what what's the cost of seeing what he can do with better receivers yeah, the pro, in the, the offseason? Yeah, the problem is, isn't his ability, and, and I don't think people, you know, people, if they don't realize that, they, they should. The problem is, is that he's at the end of his contract. Right. Mm -hmm. And by being at the end of his contract and, and at the at the point in the season, early in the season, they didn't give him the, the extra year. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to go with, see where he is, and we're going we're gonna to bring, a, we're gonna bring in a, a, a comparable guy that can play behind him in Tyrod. We're, we're going to figure this out. All of a sudden, he's playing. I'm like, oh, crap, he's playing. Yeah, and by the way, I, I thought yeah. it was when they made the decision on the fifth-year option, I thought it was the right move. But now, if you could go in a time machine and redo <laughs> that decision, you would activate the fifth-year option. But you know what? That's yeah. the league. You know, yeah. you have to make those tough calls sometimes. Yeah, and you, the Panthers made the opposite call. Remember, they gave yeah. Darnold his fifth year. Oh and God. trust me, they wish they could go back and take that one back. So, yeah, so it happens. It just happens. So, so it's in the, they're, in the, they're in the spot of how do we keep him in the house or how can we keep him in the house at the right rate? It, and for the right length of no, deal, too, no, all no. that stuff. So Daniel has to do some, hey, look, I, I want to be a giant, probably. Right. And then it's like, how long? And, I and does he like he likes the system, right? He likes the coach. Yeah. You want to stick with these yeah. guys. So, so so I've told people in the past, like, if I, if I could have relived my career, I would have been a giant for life. I would have took the money when people were offering me money. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should stay. What My agent's like, are you out of your mind? Do you know they're trying to pay you? What are you doing? Like, well, you know, I hemmed it hard. I didn't like change and everything. Guys aren't like that anymore. What was the biggest contract offer you got as a free agent from what team? I'm just curious. The, the Miami Dolphins offered me more money uh, when they when you know we finally got in the free agency kind of era than I had made my entire career. What year was that? That was like I had like six years ago, I think, at that time. Uh, they they hired the big tight end from Pittsburgh instead. He hurt his knee and like Eric Green. The Green got down there and got hurt. He had made more money not playing. I remember that, that contract he got down there. Yeah, they they offered me basically that contract. Oh my gosh! And you did you said no? I didn't. I wasn't bright enough to understand. I thought I'd be playing forever. I thought I'd be playing here forever, and I thought my contract would continue to grow. Now you did play here for a long time. I fairness. did, but but my agent was like, "Dude, you don't know how long that this is going to last. Like, you're not healthy forever. You should go take the money and go somewhere else." And this was before any knee injuries or anything. If I'd have gone to Miami, I probably would have played down there forever. The problem, Ditka, then no. who was that? Wasn't so Shula, was it? Shula was there, and I. And I asked Coach Shula, God rest his soul. I said, oh, no, I think it was New Orleans. I'm sorry. I'm like, Coach, are you going to still be there? He goes, I don't know. And by him saying, I don't, oh. I don't know, I didn't want to go because I didn't know who was going to come and in. And then Wanstat took over him, right? Wasn't that Wanstat? That wasn't Wanstat? Johnson. Oh, it was Jimmy first. 
And it was I'll, Jimmy first and then Wanstat yeah, in Miami? Yeah, and okay. I love Jimmy now, yeah. but back then, Jimmy okay. and I were not on the same well, page. Well, you told me the story where, <laughs> where he, he came to recruit you, right, and he the whole came, thing. He came uh, to Alabama, and he was like, oh, yeah, we want, we want like, athletes. And I'm like, what? And then the first time we played Dallas, I threw his defensive, defensive end right on top of him. It was like, oh, hey, Coach, how hey, you doing? Howard. <laughs> yes. Howard, I was just wondering, uh, are, are you still involved with Excelsior or no? No, I haven't been for like – Almost ten, twelve years, almost. Yeah, I yeah, because I remember when you were, when you were there, and uh, actually, I have a picture of you uh, with my wife and like three of her friends. They were there for one of them shows, and and you took a picture with them. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad to there. Glad I could be nice there. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it, Marty. <laughs> All right, Marty. Thanks for the Thanks, call. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the reason I reason did get pop in my head is I remember Ricky Williams in Miami, yeah. and then I was thinking he got yeah. Ricky Williams, but he got Ricky Williams in New Orleans, not Miami. Yeah, he got Ricky in New Orleans. Ricky had to play his contract out because he tried to quit. Because he was more interested in other things, not, yeah. not, no. well, not just football. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to comment. So it was Jimmy, and then it was Wanstead yep. down there. Absolutely. Okay. So Jimmy took over for Shula mm-hmm. at the very – Marino wasn't still there, right? Uh, I think Dan. Or was that the very end? Marino, the, was, was, he played was, for like 98 Marino. That was the end of Dan's career. But he would have played two or three years with Dan, yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been. But And they probably would have used you as a receiver more, I would imagine. That's what they wanted me for. That's back when I was still catching passes. Well, that's when you wanted to be a receiver. I can't believe you didn't take uh, that. Bro, like I said. <laughs> I was, I'm happy you did it. You wouldn't be here with me right uh, now, but geez. I, I'd be down there playing golf right now, probably. <laughs> God, can you imagine how often Howard would be on the golf course? Howard's rethinking his whole life. Hey, <laughs> can't go back. Hey, the, He'd be the silent pro- reporter in Miami. I probably wouldn't have my kids, though. So That's, that's, true. that's, that's true. That's why you go back. You can't yeah, go no, back. You're right. You, you know, can't go back. No but amount of money just could imagine, re- though, instead replace of, those two. Instead of a Sunday night in Washington, you would be in freezing. You'd be like in shorts, like doing a sideline report. Reported by Abby on the sideline for them nope, instead. Wouldn't own a heated vest, you know, Talk, stuff like that. Talking to Tua, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> I think we oh need to go God. back and have like we need to create that could be part of the podcast. No. Like you can create alternate universes. Is you know, it's like Marvel, you have the alternate universes based on what if you would always, have happened. Uh, I think we could have that with Howard. You, you always go like two things that you could change if you could ever change them. And you never say I've never changed anything. But if I could <laughs> 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 that's what everybody. I've never changed anything, but if, but I, if could, I could, if I could, yes, this is what I would correct. do. It's just crazy stuff. All right, let's wrap it up with Guy down in South Carolina. Guy, what's going on? Guy, going uh, on. This is Guy from. Hello, this is Guy from Central Pennsylvania. Oh, Central Pennsylvania. I got it. That's far away from South Carolina, but close enough. There's an SMA. Yeah. What's going on, Guy? Maybe they're Scranton. I don't know what it is. Well, real quick, uh, one quick shout out. Uh, that interview you did or podcast with Coughlin and uh, and Manning, did you guys have that a television shot of that up when you did that discussion? Yeah, 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 yeah. The the video of that is up on our YouTube channel. If you want to go find the guy on okay. YouTube, it's full, it's all the videos up there. We cover with B roll highlights from 2007. So if you folks don't want to, first of all, make sure you download the podcast. We want our numbers. But if you want to go to YouTube and check out the video, you can do that in addition to listening to the podcast. That's funny. I mean, story. I mean, their 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 uh, commentary was so uh, detailed; they almost had to be watching the game while they gave it. That's right. They they yeah. are like how the words I'm looking for when when you get to be Coach Coughlin's age, you have things in your mind, uh, especially things that you loved like that. You don't forget details. Well, and the other thing mm-hmm. too, yeah. knowing everything Coach is going through, he just lost his wife. For the folks that don't know, Judy passed away a few weeks ago, and she God had. Bless. You know, and in some ways it was a blessing based on how everything was going with that over the past couple of years with her health. Um, and to know what a tough time he's going through, to just see him so, like, into something and smiling and being happy, it was yeah. just, it was so, so it, was, it was great to see. I was I was in the studio while they recorded that. I was literally, I felt like the Joker with, like, the big smile on my face, <laughs> like, 35 minutes. I just had a ball. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. I really, I really appreciate it. And finally, the one quick question I have is: Thibodeau and Ojolari, do they need to have more of an impact on the run game, or is that just maybe a, a, fa- a faction of what they have around them? Good question. And uh, and I'll take that off the air. Thank you, guys. That's a very good question. Howard, so why don't you take that? Ojolari and Thibodeau have to be able to like. Uh, 
defensive fronts have to fit like a picket fence. You have to be exactly in your spot. So if the ball looks like it's going to go around the edge and they're the end guy, the ball has to go inside of them to get the other 11 players involved, or, or probably the other nine players, so I guess a corner is behind them. And that's something Carl Banks always called setting the edge. Yeah, so you have to be able to, when I used to coach little kids, we call it contain. You know what contain means? Like a container of water. Everything has to stay inside the container. Like, oh, so if they can master the contain when they're the guy, because it, it's not them always, because sometimes they're blitzing down and coming down off the edge or slanting down and coming off the edge. And then a safety might come up and yeah, be the edge safety setter, or right? the linebacker or, or, or the linebacker tries to fill mm-hmm. that spot. Sure. But if they can learn to set the edge and cause teams to have to run inside of them, it, it's 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 you can't you can't explain how valuable it is. The problem with that Jihad is, Ward, by the way, is very good at that. Yeah, the problem with that is, and this is why this is a problem, to set the edge sometimes you have to go upfield before you come down. Right? So they have to be in a position where they smash a guy down that can hold him inside and then be with the outside arm free. If when they master that and that guy's like, you know, hands flailing trying to get back into position to get you, you won't run outside of them. Ever you wanna again. have your inside shoulder on you their outside have, you shoulder. You wanna have a guy right? like this. You wanna right. if 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 the if the ball's in here and I step down to you and you extend my, I extend my arms, you have to be pent inside. Right. And the running back, the quarterback, and everybody who's playing has to think there's nowhere to go. The other thing that happens when you pin the guy inside is you squeeze the gap between you and the defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So the, the linebacker doesn't have as much room to cover. There's nobody flying through that gap to get to him. And if they're, quote, unquote, bouncing, you know, double team and then bouncing up and you push that guy back a step, he always steps on the guard. Always. Or always steps on the tackle. So it, it's, it does a lot of things. But the the ability to do that comes from guys that are back in the day. Not these guys are great size. They're getting better. They're super fast. But back in the day, that guy was Bruce Smith. Back in the day, that guy was Carl Reg, Banks, Reggie White. Right. And I'm talking about for the four threes. Back in the day, that that guy was mm-hmm. Two Tall Jones. So you, imagine that big dude with his hands on you extended. You know uh, that that's. That's what those guys are. That's who these two guys are who's playing. Even though the defense is kind of set up where they're basically almost linebackers, in, in theory, they are like LT and Banks. The job is the same. Yeah, the job is the same. Right. But, you know, but Charles Haley. Cool. Yep, Charles Haley. Like you're, 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 you're locked in there. You're trying to get away Kevin Green. Pat Swilling. Yeah, Go back to that. You're, yeah. you're, you're talking about guys that are so big. Greg Lloyd. So strong. They do, they, they, when they put you over there, you were battling for for a position, trying to get them out of the way, or trying to okay, I'm, I got I got to get outside of them. I got to get outside of them. It's like you're not getting outside of them, and that's what they're you know I, that's not how this defense is designed. Doesn't look like it, so they have to like when it's that time to do it, they have to be able to do it so effectively that it's they're scary. And sometimes Howard, you have to pause your pass rush a little bit to do that, right? Because if you think well, pass rush right away, you get upfield or you slant inside, that can take you out of that edge-setting well, mindset, well, right? Yeah, that's totally right. But if you're able to run through your guy on that angle to the to the quarterback, that helps. Correct. Right. I hear what you're saying. And that's that's kind of the technique that most teams teach. We're, gonna, we're going through the quarterback, and we'll pick up any little ball carrier along the way if he runs out here. Just don't let him run outside of you. So that that's the the problem is, and our guys don't do it. But the problem is when you get out there and you spin back inside, then you give up the thing. But our guys right. don't. Our guys don't spin back inside. No, generally they don't. They don't use the inside. No, because the they, they both got on knee braces. They're not spinning. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That okay. you want some inside is you know do you know who was one of the guys trying to block on the edge against those edge setters back in the day? Yeah, yeah I did a lot of it. Yeah, this dude right here. So he knows what these defenders yeah. need to do. To set that edge, and that, frankly, and I think the reason Guy asked the question, Howard, one of the issues the Giants have with some of these runs is the ones that are coming right off tackle, yeah. off that edge, and they've had some issues stopping them. Well, so. the way the way, and here's the other thing: the, the way the runs are designed today, also, is not just a simple coming off the edge. It's like the quarterback takes two or three steps towards you, right. then you step up towards the quarterback, and then you're caught in between. And we saw that with the read option with Hurts yeah. in a couple of those plays. So on like, if you, am I going to stop the quarterback? If you stop the quarterback, the next guy has to stop the has to be able to be there up far enough to mm-hmm. stop the the back that's coming out of the backfield. And the way you do that is you stand the guy on the outside and you run run him deep. As he's running deep or running across, that corner has to go with him. 
And then you're the only guy left out there. Yeah, you there. take him down. Then, right. then it's a two-on-one out there. Well, and, and that's why the RPO, the run-pass mm. option, and the read option, which are kind yeah. of, you know, connect, they, they can also be connected in the same play. Mm. You know, the that's, wide receiver doesn't have to block half the time. They just take the corner downfield on a deep route. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm waiting for, hopefully, the development of when the Giants do that same play, that there's a guy over there they can depend on on the outside that's going to go up. Right, because if you get that guy on the outside that everybody's worried about, like Jamar Chase, someone like that, right? Yeah, like you know, like the guy on the outside for the Giants. I know you can't do it, but if you could run it right at Slayton every time, right? Mm-hmm. So when Slayton starts up the field, people have to go with him. The corner and the safety might yeah. even hesitate stepping up too. Yeah, right. And what you're going to get is you're going to get the defensive end coming up the field and jumping and throwing his arms up, but you can float the ball then. And drop it on him. What we've been seeing is Daniel trying to zip it to touch it, put put touch on him, because the guy on the outside never left. Right. And so that's that's the difference in the play. Uh quick final thought on the game on Sunday. You want to get to or? Yeah, I mean, you know, Washington's going to be going to be a good challenge. I think the Giants are going to be ready for it. I think it's a night game. Uh, hopefully, we're not solar powered, but I believe, <laughs> I believe with Ojulari, Thibodeau, and if and if Leonard plays, if Leonard plays in the middle. The defense will look even stronger with all with all these guys playing. And now Ojolari has gotten two two games under his belt already. This is his third game, so he's really kind of in the flow. And, and I, I know people don't realize that, but when you come back, you might be great, be shy of a cannon, might be doing everything, but all your techniques start to come back in when you start watching tape. Okay, I can't do that again. Can't do that again. Can't do that again. And he's gonna he's gonna get better. And all of a sudden. The two of them are going to be, you know, opposing figures on, on the line that's in the run game, which they just asked, and in the passing game. So that's that's going to be great. As far as the offense goes, I just hope <laughs> I just hope Bellinger is going to be okay with that rib shot. Yeah, that's actually that's a really important thing to watch this week. Yeah, so that that's you know, and and I, and I don't want to make him out to be the most important player, but he's pretty important when it comes down to the run game. Yep. As you've noticed, how the game kind of picks up with Daniel. He's pretty important when it comes down to passing, uh, catching those intermediate passes and getting upfield. So hopefully he's going to be okay. Howard, good stuff. Good stuff, bro. All right, I'll be back on Thursday. I'll give you my little preview of the game. I'll be with Jonathan Casillas tomorrow. It's Detino and Salzburg. 12.30, big blue kickoff live. We'll get you ready for the biggest game of the year. Giants at the Commanders, Sunday night football. God, the Giants are being flexed into a primetime game. That means it's an important game. Sunday night. It's good to see. And Nicole. Howard will have his heated vest on and be ready to go. I'm going to have my And make sure you stay tuned to Giants.com as we continue covering this game all week long. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us. Go download the Giants TV app. It's our official streaming app. You can find it for free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. And I realize we only have one home game left against the Colts, but if you want tickets, go check it out. Giants.com slash tickets. Find your game and secure your seat. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.